Welcome to the Stay Tuned Podcast. My name is Anthony Canonico and I'll be your host. This week, we're going to discuss Joyner Lucas's unique album rollout, The Weeknd's new album and whole discography. We'll talk about Tory Lanez, who just announced his new project, as well as hosting a tribute to Nipsey Hussle, and then I'll be giving Don Tolliver's newest album, Heaven or Hell, a review. Let's get started. Stay tuned media. Others may not know me at all. Uh, so I'd like to take this moment to introduce myself. Um, I'm a 20 year old English major at York University from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, really, I've been a hardcore hip hop fan since my early teens, and I've been a fan of music for even longer, of course. And um, I guess I'd also like to take this opportunity to introduce my correspondent, Christian Dukic. Uh, Christian, are you there? Yeah, hi, my name is Christian. Um, I'm also a 20 year old from Toronto, Ontario. Uh, I love music, been listening to it my whole life. Um, I love hip hop, love a lot of genres. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, this podcast really isn't about us, it's about the music. Um, so let's get down to it. I really wanted to kick things off, Christian, starting uh, starting to talk about ADHD by Joyner Lucas. Sorry. Um, first things first, did you, uh, did you give that album a lesson? Uh, not really. I heard a couple of singles off the album, but I didn't really know how to keep up with it. <laughs> Just kind of dropped out of nowhere throughout a year. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, I was up till, I don't know, probably about 3 a.m. the night that came out. I was playing FIFA and whatnot, so I, I checked it out. It, it's it's okay. I, probably not something I'm going to come back to often, to be honest, but it but it's it's not offensive in any way. It's not terrible. But what I really wanted to talk about was uh, what you just brought up, actually, the album rollout there. For anyone who doesn't know, Joyner dropped nine singles from 2018 until his his last one was uh, March 25th, which is actually my birthday. But yeah, nine singles, and then the album itself had 14 all-in-out songs, um, 18 total tracks, 14 songs, four skits is what I'm going for there. So yeah, what did you what did you think of that approach? Uh, I didn't like it at all, to be a whole, to be honest. Uh, releasing singles for a whole year and then dropping the album. Just kind of makes it feel, I don't know, repetitive because he already listened to the songs for a whole year before the album actually dropped. Also, it confused the hell out of me. I had no clue what was happening because it was just like random Joyner songs popping out left and right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I uh, I found that too, actually. I mean, you're sitting and you're listening to the album, I mean, like for me, and you're just, every song that comes up, you're like, oh, I know this song. And then you look at like the next three songs and you're like, oh, I know that song and that one and the next one and the next one. And it's just... It's like you've already heard this, and it, it does get a little difficult to get through because you kind of just don't want to listen to songs you've already heard over and over again. It's personally why I couldn't listen to the album. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that that being said, I, I will play Devil's Advocate for a minute. Honestly, if that album didn't have such a unique rollout, I don't even know if I would have listened to it in the first place, and I probably definitely wouldn't be talking about it here. So I'll give Joyner some props for that, because uh, even on like social media was buzzing talking about this album. So if, that, if that's what he was going for, then he kind of got it. At the end of the day, though, I'm pretty sure the album sold, I believe, 36,000 units first week, which is probably significantly lower than Joyner was hoping and expecting. So I don't, I don't know if that one backfired on him a little. Backfired on him a little. Yeah, is there uh, any other thoughts you had on the album, or? 
Um, I don't know. Or Joiner in general. I like Joiner as an artist, but I don't know. I I couldn't I couldn't listen to this album just for the fact that I re-listened to half of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's hard, you know, for somebody who uh, who well really recently hit the spotlight. I mean, he has features with Logic, who hate him or love him. He's a major name in the hip hop community, and same with Eminem, who obviously put him on on uh, Kamikaze there. But you know, it's just I, I guess it's sort of cool to see how some of the songs fit into the album's narrative as a whole. And like how they function within the album, um, I guess that's one of the few benefits to listening to it. Um, if I had to be honest, and in all honesty, I, I did stop listening to the singles sometime around "Broken Stupid," which I think was the fifth or sixth one, maybe out of the nine. I don't, I don't remember. But so there were there were a few refreshing moments on there of songs I I hadn't heard. Um, but anyways, I, I don't really want to give the album much more of my time. I guess if I had to rate it, since you know people on Twitter and everywhere always love numbers, I'd I'd probably stick it with somewhere between a four and a five. Four point five would probably be a safe bet. Anyways, I guess one of the other things I wanted to talk about was, um, of course, an album that I've been listening to a whole lot of is um, After Hour by The Weeknd. Yeah, I, I, did you check that one out? I did. Yes, of course I did. <laughs> love yeah, it. Yeah, what'd you think of it? I don't know. I really like the progression that you can see over his music. And I feel like this one kind of really shows how far he's come from since he started. I don't know if it's as good as some of his old, some of his other projects, but I really love the album anyway. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, fair enough there. I've uh, I've written a lot about it for uh, Stay Tuned. If anyone wants to check that out, I guess I'll drop a link for that in the bio of this. Um, but anyways, everybody already knows my thoughts, but I'll, I'll say it again. I... Um, I really think it was a really big project for Abel, and you touched on something that I'm about to get to is um, his growth, because it's really astonishing to look at this album compared to, I mean, even Starboy, which is just four years ago, 2016. He's really come a long way since then. I mean, you have songs like Reminder on that album, and uh, I, you know, just some of the other braggadocious, um, like aggrandized sense of ego that Abel has on that album. Versus this like vulnerable and like considerate like new sound that he has here, and it's uh, it's really impressive to watch. And um, for those listening, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a huge fan of Abel's old music. I'm if you can't see me and you're listening to here somewhere, I have um, Beauty Behind the Madness sitting right behind me. Um, it's one of my favorite weekend projects. But um, yeah, it's just it's really impressive to me. And speaking of that article I wrote, I also uh, made an interesting claim in that video that I I wanna I wanna expand on uh, that article. Sorry. I called it the best album in his discography, and I, I want to get your ranking for in a minute, Christian, but uh, I'm going to go off on mine. And just to stand by that claim, I really just think, like, the more I started to write about it, the more I was listening to it. I probably gave it, I don't know, 20 spins in a week, and just the more I'm getting into these deep listens, it's just you really start to feel the pain that he's trying to get across. And, like, anytime an artist can accomplish something like that and make you feel what they're trying to feel, it's just so raw. It's, it's, it's something special to me, and I... I really think it's got to be number one for me. Um, and if I'm ranking it after that, it's probably House of Balloons, Beauty Behind the Madness, Starboy. I'm going to put Echoes of Silence next, probably Kissland after that, and I, I've never been big on Thursday. Um, I, I want to hear what you think, Christian. Um, I love the album. I don't know if it's the strongest. Um, I would say I think his best is probably House of Balloons. And then after that, After Hours, after that, Behind the Beauty and the Madness, and then Starboy, 
and then Kisland, and then Thursday. That's yeah, that's uh, fair enough. I mean, I mean, House of Balloons is of course it's House of Balloons. We've been talking that album, talking about that album for what eight nine years since it came out. Now it's it's just it's it's withstood the test of time. It's, it's uh, as far as I'm concerned, that album's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I would have to go back and re-listen to them just to get an accurate one. It's been a while since I've listened to Starboy and stuff. But... Yeah. I actually, Starboy is the one I, I don't find myself revisiting often. Um, people were pretty hard on that album. But as far as like a pop album goes, it's great. I get why your traditional hip-hop, even your R&B listeners didn't like it. It's a, it's a little uh, it's a little generic, maybe, like your traditional pop sounds. Not what Abel built a career off of with the trilogy, of course. But yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's still a pretty decent project. I just I, I don't find myself going back it. to it these days. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot of replayability. But uh, anyways, if we can uh, probably shift the focus here now. Of course, I also wanted to talk about um, Tory Lanez, um, who's been all over the news recently. Um, <coughs> I guess the first thing I kind of want to talk about is um, something you and me, apart from this podcast, of course, have been following and uh, staying in tune with is uh, Quarantine Radio. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Which has just been. <laughs> it's it's just been such a great source of entertainment during this time i guess um i should go back and uh just say um being from ontario obviously everything here is shut down for everyone who doesn't know so we're pretty much uh locked inside of our houses yeah um, so much fun i love it it's great <laughs> i i believe i heard somewhere that tori is currently in arizona but i mean they're locked down everywhere so he's he's in the same position um yeah, first things first. I mean, the he had the the really big one the other day that broke the uh, all-time Instagram live, I guess viewers record. I think it was Taylor <laughs> Swift's before. Um, I know I you and me were both in there having a great it. time. I think. Sorry. Two of them have it now, because they're both on there. Oh damn! Totally. Anyways, though, yeah. Um, the uh, the really big one was the one that of course Drake came on and he uh, did a shot with Tori. He was drinking his wine. He said, "What did he say? Uh, wine keeps the corona away." Um, and of course, anytime Drake goes on anything, you know that records are about to be broken. It's it's just has to be done. It, it's a fact of life at these uh, like these days. You know, it's I. It, it's Drake. It, <laughs> there's there's really nothing else to say. Um, but that live stream was like unreal. Who else? Uh, the, the weekend was in there. Um, uh, French Montana. Yeah, Montana was there. Chris Brown was there. Uh, there were a few so more, but they're going to be off the top right now. But it, it was just, it was huge. It was great. But I guess the, the real reason I do want to talk about Tori in terms of more contemporary hip-hop news or R&B news, whatever lane you want to consider, um, is that he anew- announced a new album. Um, it's dropping, or not album, sorry, it's a mixtape, dropping April 10th, 2020. Around the end of February, he started teasing it. It is... Um, New Toronto 3 is uh, the name, um, following his mixtapes, obviously, New Toronto and New Toronto 2. Um, he said a few things about this album, actually. He has called it his final mixtape. I've heard that from sources. He's claimed that it's his last deal, or last record um, on his record deal with Interscope, so he's going to be independent after that, unless he has plans to sign somewhere else. Um, I don't know, perhaps OVO, XO, somewhere in that realm, considering he does seem to be pretty tight with his Toronto counterparts there. But anyways... Uh, Originally, he announced it at the end of February, saying it was going to come out in March, and obviously Marches came and went, and the album didn't come. He tweeted an official release date that is, let me get my facts here, yeah, it's April 10th. Um, he announced that on March 30th, 2020. 
so I don't know. I just wanted to see. Uh, are, are you going to give that? Are you going to check that album out? One hundred percent. Love Tory Lanez. Um, been keeping up with all of his projects for a while. Actually, I got to see him live for free. That was pretty good. But yeah, I'm gonna hundred percent check that out. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> the last installment in the New Toronto series was uh, twenty seventeen, and this will be the first installment in the series obviously to be on streaming services presumably I, I don't know if that's officially been announced anywhere but i i can't see it not being on spotify and apple music it's kind of following up the same trend he set with chicks tape 5 which of course was the first chicks tape to be on any streaming services and i think new toronto is going in the same way now yeah no anyways 2019 chicks tape 5 it uh debuted at number two on billboard and it sold just over eighty thousand units first week which is i mean this is pretty impressive for um who's really really made a name for himself just since 2017 i would say he became he he joined the main stage of hip-hop um as i like to call it and i don't know maybe it's because i'm from toronto and i've always had this weird affinity for artists from here but um i just i i've always loved tory lane's music i think new toronto 3 is a project i'm excited for and something i'm definitely going to check out um chicks tape 5 admittedly wasn't my favorite album of his or the year um it's not bad in any way but it's it's not something that i go back to often however his two um 2018 albums um were were two of my favorite r&b albums of the year um specifically love me now that album i think i still have songs on rotation from it um love, love me now. duck my axe with two chains is unreal yeah that, that's <laughs> the, oh that song too is amazing yeah um so that one stayed in my rotation for so quite some time to this day i think which is what two years on now have you listened to any of the uh, singles from new toronto 3 uh i listened to the one that he dropped i think it was like a couple days ago uh w do the most broken a minute and i believe who needs love for the names of the four. Oh, i've heard all of them then shit <laughs> yeah uh w is really good my, my favorite is probably broken a minute um i have i i there's something about playing that song and driving around with my windows down with my speakers on full blast that just that that song is just i don't know it's perfect <laughs> for that i do i do like who like bad 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 who needs love can't fucking speak <laughs> yeah who needs who needs love is a good one um that's the yeah yeah i do like that one um but anyways if if those singles are any indicator of what we're gonna get from this album then i i think we're in for some really good music tori's about to drop a banger i'm ready for it sure hope so um, anyways, I think that's probably all for today from Christian anyways. Is there anything else you wanted to say about anything or any other topics you wanted to bring up? Um, for myself particularly, not right now. Nothing really caught my eye for this week. Next week yeah, we'll no, probably it's, have some more. Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a slow week. I mean, just before we say goodbye, um, how, are, how are you enjoying quarantine? It's great. Um... <laughs> I've left the house maybe once, and it's I. <laughs> I wanted to end. I can't do this. I'm losing my mind. I've just been playing games, and just trying to get through it. Listening to music, writing some shit. Yeah, honestly, same here. Uh, today I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up here for for dramatic effect. But today is the first day that I've worn pants in uh, a long time. I mean, I've worn sweatpants, but today's the real. I'm wearing <laughs> real pants, and I'm kind of proud of that actually just how sad the state of this has become i fucking i didn't get changed for like two days like i've just been wearing like pajamas and shit and i go yeah even yeah it's 
Like today, That's... I actually got dressed. Like, <laughs> proud crazy, of myself. crazy times we're living in, man. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, thanks a lot for joining me today, and uh, we'll see you next no week. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you next week. All right. Well, once again, a special um, thank you to my correspondent, Christian Dukic, for joining me today. Always a pleasure to talk to him and always um, nice to get a second opinion on some of the things I'm talking about here. I want to shift my focus to something important. I'm not sure when you're listening to this or watching this or, you know, consuming this, but it's being recorded on March 31st, 2020, which means that a year ago today, the world lost Nipsey Hussle. I want to take a couple moments to talk about him and his legacy and the legacy that'll never die. I personally wasn't too familiar with Nipsey until 2018's Victory Lap, um, but that album opened my eyes to a whole new world. I immediately went back and checked out Crenshaw, an album that I had heard so much about but never listened to myself. It's just, it, it really opened a door for me and it, it inspired me as a person. Um, that, that album is still, to this day, one of my favorite albums of 2018 and one of my most played. But, but Nipsey's going to go down as much much more than just a musician or an artist or a rapper he was a bright soul and a bright light in a in in a community that wasn't very bright he was a great community activist who wanted to who bring to bring that light into the lives of so many young black men like himself he frequently denounced gun, gun violence in his music as well as through his community work of course and he would frequently uh, speak about his experiences in the gang scene and it always seemed as though his top prior priority was to make sure that kids like him or kids from that area didn't go through what he had to go through. He wanted to inspire them to resist the temptations of gang culture and to avoid going down that path. He he wanted to provide alternatives for at-risk youth, and that's just something that transcends music. He was someone who I, I hope we remember for a long time. So I'd like to take a moment or two of silence for Nipsey Hussle. All right. Now, everyone who's uh, read my reviews knows that I love talking about and analyzing albums, and I'd like to do that here too. However, I'd like to let you all in on the selection criteria for that process. Um, there's about three main factors. Um, the first one is the depth of the album. Basically, if you're asking me to analyze to Pimp a Butterfly, I'm not going to do it on this five-minute segment on the podcast. Um, that's something that's I think is more suited for a review um, for a few reasons. I think it's easier to sit down and read such an in-depth piece about where, where, where you can trace back what I'm saying um, through text than it is to listen to me saying it. I also believe that nobody wants to sit here for two hours looking at me talk or listen to me talk. So yeah, I just I think albums like that are better suited for reviews, whereas um, shorter, succinct pieces that I can write in 20-30 minutes are probably what we're going to get on here. Um, the second factor is the audience. Look, as much as I love doing this, it is um, marketing is a factor in everything, so I'm not going to sit down and spend hours of my time writing an article that five people are going to read. Um, whereas, if there's an album I want to cover that I don't think people are going to super care what I have to say, 
then I'm going to do it on here because then I'm only spending 20, 30 minutes of my time. So the the audience that I'm going to get for that is more worth my time than it is spending hours writing something that no one's going to read. Um, the third and final factor, the one that came into play tonight actually, is my interest in the album. Um, as much as I love to pretend to be objective and factual and everything in my music, and my opinion is always right, of course, but I, there are some albums that simply don't interest me, um, some albums that I don't really want to sit down and spend my time writing about, and I think that if I did try to force myself to do that, it would be disingenuine to my audience who would see through that and understand that it wasn't genuine, and the, the quality of the article just wouldn't be the same in the first place. So articles that I think deserve some attention, but not my full attention, are going to be covered on here. Um, that is the case with this week's album, which, without further ado, is Don Tolliver's Heaven or Hell. Whew. Um, anyways, I, I really didn't love this album. Um, I wanted to, and it's rare that I go into an album wanting to like it as much as I did with this album, but but I did, and I, I did leave feeling a little disappointed. I Don is a great musician and a great rapper who I'm a big fan of. Um, he's really made a name for himself in the past few years um, through some big features. He's from Houston, should mention. Um, you know, and I just, as odd as it is, like, I, I, this album just didn't do it for me as much as his previous efforts have. Um, I'm a big fan of a lot of his features and his work. Um, I, as, as, as strange as it was, his collaboration with Eminem, No Regrets, is a great song. He's incredible on that song. And of course, um, I uh, can't say with Travis Scott, another great song, but I just really did leave Heaven or Hell feeling feeling like something was missing, feeling a little empty from it. I, I Euphoria is a good song, but even that slipped out of my rotation within a few days. There's a few other decent tracks that I can say the same for. Just nothing for me to really hook onto or sink my teeth into, and and I, I don't I don't really know. This album, it's kind of like elevator music for me, and I. <laughs> I, I don't mean that in any disrespectful way. I, I genuinely mean it in the most respectful way I can. Um, and that is that it's really good sounding music that lacks substance. It's it's nothing that excites me. It's nothing that I am left saying, oh, I want to hear more of that. It's just, it's pleasing to the ears and it comes in one ear and it's quickly forgotten. The standout tracks to me were Euphoria, Can't Feel My Legs, and of course No Idea, but even these songs, as, as good as they are, they they kind of play for the two or three minutes that they last for, and then as soon as they're over, they're quickly forgotten. And I, I just, that to me isn't what I was hoping for this album, and I think that is my biggest disappointment, actually, um, is that Don really had this opportunity to make a name for himself. Um, he's just recently, like, blown up this... This was the album where he could really, he had our attention and he could say, this is who Don Tolliver is. But instead, I found he kind of followed the footsteps of Travis Scott and maybe tried to sound like him a bit too much. And you're never going to be great trying to be somebody else. And I just, I, I that's how I feel about this album. Um, I'm a huge fan of Don and I definitely will check out his next album. But this this one's a miss. Um if I had to give it a rating for you guys, I'd probably say a 4, maybe 4.5. Um, that's about it. Um, that being said, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Stay Tuned Podcast, everybody. I've been your host, Anthony Canonico. 
Stay Tuned is produced and edited by Brady Kelly. Special thank you to my correspondent, Kristen Dukic. Check out more from Stay Tuned Media at staytunedmedia underscore on Twitter or at www.staytunedmedia1.wixsite.com. Thanks again, and remember to stay tuned for next week's episode.